again next Tuesday. Giles. I'm afraid we have a slight apocalypse. Climb aboard the Buffy Slayer. They want an apocalypse, but we'll give them one. And meet Buffy's new little helpers. They're all Slayers? Slayers in training. Are we getting weapons? Hurry, not many chopping days left. Maybe we should decorate the rubble. An all-new Buffy the Vampire Slayer. UPN next Tuesday at 8, 7 Central. Welcome to the Glove of Minigon. Top frame. Excellent. Also known as Empty Apocalypse. Come to beat me. Come. Come to beat me. This is a weekly podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is season seven, episode 10, Bring On the Night. We'll be talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, and we will be talking about death, good or bad. So, spoilers for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. I'm done waiting. They want a podcast. We'll give them one. Ah, worst intro in a long time. Not doing it again. Weird weird energy tonight. Yeah, I really apologize to anyone listening to that while I just screamed at them unexpectedly. I mean, we do because we're anticipating Christmas. It's almost time. Yeah, yeah, everybody's got that holiday buzz. Absolutely. (laughs) And this had a lot of weird ADR in it, so I feel like it's it the the vibes are here for weirdness, and today is going to be weird as well. So great, excellent. Well, who are all these people? Well, my name is Kelly, and I'm here to talk about Buffy with my wonderful co-host Stacia. Say hello. Tafreem. My my other co-host Daniel. Say hello. Hello, kids from the future. Kids today like beat me pot and jackass. <laughs> but not Red Bull. <laughs> we're not no. getting the Red Bull shout out. Uh, we're here to talk about Bring on the Night, which originally aired on December 17th, 2002. Just like today. Uh, yep, today's December 17th, 2002. Written by Marty Noxon and Doug Petrie. This is 23 of 23 for Marty. That's right. This is her final episode. Can Whoa. you believe it? Uh, no, I cannot believe it. I know, right? The last one was Villains, episode 20 from last season. So and wow. I don't think she did another one this season either. I don't remember her. Uh, maybe she did Beneath, beneath Me. No, because I just said, literally, <laughs> the last one she did was last season. Jesus Christ. So, wow, only one. Anyway, everything's cool. Doug Doug Petrie, you know him. This is 15 of 17 for him. The last one was Beneath You. Jesus. And the next one will be Get It Done, episode 15 this year. I'm going to pull it together. I'm going to get it done. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Directed by David not Michael. You're welcome, fandom. I updated the Buffy Wiki. Me. I made a fandom account to update the Buffy Wiki because it was wrong. It had Michael Grossman listed as the director, and it is, in fact, David Grossman who directed this episode. 12 of 13 for him. Last was Tabula Rasa. Next, will, and finally, will be First Date, episode 14. Stacia, please read the plot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. Xander is too lazy to keep replacing the summer's windows, even though that's the only way he can contribute to the gang. Buffy puts on her research hat and goes to work trying to find out more about the first, but apparently the first has a branding problem because they're coming up with squat. Dawn decides she wants to be a Spanish inquisi- inquisitioner. Inquisitor? 
Yes. <laughs> that, and attempts to slap Andrew awake, which bores Buffy enough. She falls asleep on her desk and dreams of her mom. Her mom is being thoughtful and sweet, and, yep, it's the first pretending to be Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately for Spike, the first appears to him as Drusilla and not his own mom. I mean, Drusilla oh, still tortures him, but his mom was a piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew wakes up and is also confused by the first branding. He agrees to take them to the seal of Danzel something. The Scoobies expertly find the bloody apparatus Spike was tied to and decide to cover the evil seal of evilness in six inches of soft dirt. <laughs> Buffy runs into Principal Wood in the school basement. They're both holding shovels and try to come up with some almost believable excuses for why they're both holding shovels. <laughs> Buffy agrees to go back to work in the morning under the unrelenting, possibly evil gaze of Principal Wood. What a creep this episode. My God. Mm. Mm. So creepy. So good. So good. Willow does some magic with a bull, but unfortunately the first turns into a reverse magical bloody nose and streams from the bull into Willow's face. Willow says in a demony voice, you'll only make me stronger! Before Xander does the first smart thing he's ever done and smashes the glowing bull. Willow collapses and cries to Buffy to keep her from hurting anyone. Buffy charges to her front door to go punch the first in its non-corporeal face to find Giles standing at the door with three young girls. Of course, Giles couldn't call ahead because England doesn't have phones. Can it? The girls are, drum roll please. Oh. Fuck that up. <laughs> Potential slayers. <laughs> Buffy recalls her dreams of young girls being killed and realizes they were all potentials. But at least Giles is here with the facts, which is still basically nothing. The first is non-corporeal. It can only appear as dead people and acts through its bringers. Giles updates the crew that the council is obliterated, but luckily Giles still has a bit of ripper in him and has done some quick burglary of the council office beforehand. The Khan tortures Spike by drowning him, which is an amazing feat when torturing someone who doesn't need to breathe. <laughs> the Scooby gang is struggling under the three new mouths to feed, mostly because they gave Dawn the challenge to make dinner, and as we've seen, she only knows how to make disgusting quesadillas and blow up marshmallows in the microwave. <laughs> Buffy takes Giles to the spot where she saw the first. She falls through a hole in the ground and runs into another, none other than the Khan that gives her the biggest ass-kicking of her lifetime. Somehow more than Angel, or Magically Enhanced Willow, or Glory, a literal hellcod, or even the master who literally killed her. Yeah. Luckily, Buffy is saved by the sunrise. <laughs> <laughs> Jaws explains to Buffy and the potentials what a Turrican is, but fails to tell her how to kill it. No one seems worried about that detail. Buffy tells everyone else to sleep, but she goes to work. She decides to do what no one else is considered and Google's evil. <laughs> Her boss finds her suspicious, but she also finds him suspicious. <laughs> We're both suspicious. We're both suspicious. <laughs> the first, as Drusilla begs Spike to choose the dark side, which honestly seems beneath her, Spike tells her to get bent and the uber vamp tortures him some more. Buffy goes into the bathroom at work where she unzips her sleeves to show off her bruised arm. Yeah, you heard that right. Unzips. <laughs> Joyce is back, being motherly, so clearly she's evil. Back at her desk, Buffy struggles to stay awake, alienates a student, and is watched through the window by Principal Wood. <laughs> Buffy gets <Roger>. home, <laughs> tired and cranky, and hands out her arsenal of weapons to the potentials. Annabelle freaks out and runs away. Annabelle is one of the potentials. I haven't named them yet. I guess I should have. Whatever. <laughs> one of the potentials freaks out and runs away, and so Buffy goes after her alone. Conveniently for the first, but not for Annabelle, she runs smack into the Turrican and is immediately murdered. <laughs> Buffy finds her body and then gets another uber ass kicking from the uber vamp, and it barely survives. She's brought back home by the Scoobies, and while she's upstairs, she hears the rest of them discussing how Buffy was the plan, and there's basically no hope now. Buffy, delirious from lack of sleep and definite head trauma, walks into the room to give a rousing speech to declare war on the first by ripping out the hearts of their worst fears. <laughs> I feel safe, don't you? <laughs> that is how it ended. <laughs> Whoa, hey. Hi. 
Oh, thank you for that. Oh, my gosh. Incredible. You know, I've watched this episode several times. I just had a brilliant retelling of the plot, and I still like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> Basically nothing. Hey, no. fun facts. First, a first for the first time in a long time first. Uh, Anya wears glasses. Yeah. For the first time ever. I love them. <laughs> you know. That yeah, but great. That's my first note. I like Anya's aunt glasses. Me too. Good luck. I'm just surprised we haven't seen them before. Yeah. I'm delighted that they're here now. Better late than ever, I guess, huh? Okay, so this episode's timeline is fucked. Buckle in. Does it matter? No. But what else am I going to talk about? So, in this episode, Drusilla says, slash the first says, Christmas is near, but she's crazy, so that could mean nothing. But Buffy corroborates <laughs> this by saying she didn't even realize it was December, except it can't be December. Remember how conversations with dead people did that fun thing where it flashed the date on the screen so we would know mm. that everything was taking place simultaneously? Well, that date was November 12, 2002, and the next episode, Sleeper, takes place the same night with Buffy looking for Spike at Xander's. Never forget, at 4.30 in the, mom, in the morning, sweet mama Lucian. Do you remember when he opened the door and said that? No? Okay, great. Later in the episode, Buffy stalks Spike the following night, which would be November 13th, and the night after that, November 14th, which is when Spike takes her to the cellar where he buried his victims. This leads into, episode, into the episode last week, Never Leave Me, which would take place on November 15th, the date the Watcher's Council blows up and the Bringers kidnap Spike. And this episode, Bring on the Night, picks up directly after Spike's kidnapping, which means it would have to take place on November 16th, very much not December. Um, I mean, do we know that Never Leave Me happens on the 15th? We just know that, like, one day has passed. Like, they made a real point to keep it, like, it's all the same night. Like, they, they are wearing the same clothes. They're, like, have the scene is basically picking up where it left off every time. The only part that the, there could be a gap is in Sleeper while Buffy's doing her investigation. So if she took two weeks to figure out Spike was killing people, then it would line up. But it doesn't seem like that based on the progression of the show, so... Again, I said up top, most importantly, it doesn't matter, absolutely not. Moving on, supposedly the scene of Spike being held underwater was originally supposed to be, supposedly it was supposed to be, okay, great writing, uh, to be ho holy water, but for some reason the standards and practices had an issue with it and made the show omit the holy part. So instead of rewriting the scene, I assume due to con time constraints, they just Makes changed it to regular water, sense. rendering the scene totally pointless because yeah. vampires okay, don't need to breathe. <laughs> good, 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 good. <laughs> I wonder what the, it would be because they used holy water before. Like they made Craig drink yeah. holy water and like, you know. So just I guess the idea of them specifically submerging him in it, maybe it was going to be pretty gruesome and like boily and stuff. I don't know. But um, yeah, the scene totally sucks because of that. Anyway, mm -hmm. in the script for this episode, there's a stage direction that says, Note, it is very important that Giles does not touch or be touched by anything. He can walk and talk, but he can't fiddle or cuddle or caress. Got it? While we're on the what? subject, <laughs> I mean, it's Marty or Doug. I don't know. You can't. What? Who knows? No caressing no the potentials. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Yeah, no. context. No. While we're on the subject, we know that Anthony Stewart Head loves to use a prop while acting, cleans his glasses, eats an apple. Oh, so yeah. it was tough for him to not touch anything in this episode. In an interview with the BBC, he said, quote, the rules were slightly vague about what you could and couldn't mm. do. I was constantly asking, can I do this or not? What, what was patently clear was that I couldn't touch any props, to everyone's great joy, because I have a tendency to use props a lot. Part of the way I work is to try to bring some of the outside world into the scene rather than just play the scene off the page. You have a life, and the scene happens to be part of that. And so quite often, I involve something so everyone thought was very funny that I was stuck being oh, not being able to use any props. It proved a challenge because I had to make sense of it. Why would Giles come in and not touch anybody? Not hug anybody? Not involve himself like the usual thing? I was basically playing that stuff had to be 
become so important and so serious, so fast with the first, and I was suddenly saddled with the responsibility of bringing all these girls in and finding them all over the world without the Watcher's Council. I internalized it all and was in my own little world of seriousness, trying to deal with everything and had shut down and wasn't allowing myself to be friendly. Wow. So hang on, is he, is he the first? Is that why he can't touch anything? We don't know. He pulled well, out the, the books. Oh, that was Annabelle that pulled out the fucking books, bro. We don't bro. know. Bro, did you just spoil the show for me? Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> also, uh, now it makes sense why he didn't knock on the door. See, I gave him a KO for that, but now it makes sense. And if you'll note, wait, oh. when he opens the door or when she opens They're the door. They're about to hug. Buffy goes to hug him mm. and, and the potential jumps right in. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's like he wasn't going to not hug her. He just got yeah. distracted. Right. I feel anyway. it feels impossible. And that's why he didn't help her out of the fucking hole. You're goddamn right. He just stood there like an idiot. Most importantly, I'm sad to report that this is Christine Sutherland's final Buffy no. appearance. R.I.P. Joyce, for real. You no. were you were good sometimes, but not really. She mostly. was good in this episode. She, she was had excellent. Some good in this episode. Lines <laughs> because uh, she Daniel, was the first. I have a request <laughs> that you play Sarah McLaughlin's "I Will Remember You" underneath the supercut of Joyce. <laughs> done. Done and done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Do you want to see my mom? Please. Mom! Don't you talk to me that way. You don't get to just dump something like this on me and pretend it's nothing. Oh, I hate this. I hate your life. I guess I just got used to all the quiet while you were gone. Should I go whisper? No. You're a good mom. I'm the best. Oh, I, I know you kids think that stuff's cool. Buffy told me you dabble. I saw mom. What? She was here, Willow. I saw her. She was here, and she spoke to me. I ripped it in half and stick it in bed with me. No, she was, she was right here, and, and then she wasn't. She, it wasn't her. You remember what Mom used to say? Either wash that neck or plant potatoes. Well, I got talking about the gallery. I've trashed this house so many times. How did Mom pay for this? Since when does it matter what I want? I wanted a normal, happy daughter. Instead, I got a slayer. You're not real. <laughs> okay, is that uh, slang like you're not for real or? You're the first. Oh, baby, you're so tired, you're not making sense. I must be getting better because you're making fun of me. Well, you know, I have a lot of time to make up for. I liked the lady. Understand, monkey boy? She was decent. She didn't put on airs. She had a nice cup before me. And she never treated me like a freak. I know the world feels like a hard place sometimes, but you've got people who love you. Your dad and I, we have all the faith in the world in you. We'll always be with you. You've got a world of strength in your heart. I know you do. You just have to find it again. Believe in yourself. Don't worry about it. I was dreaming about bills. Stacia, what did you think about this episode? <laughs> uh, I think this episode's fine. Yeah? Yeah. 
Really? I like this episode more than the last episode. <laughs> because as someone who watched this episode with you, you had a lot of negative stuff to I say. did, which was more interesting than the last episode. <laughs> Fair enough. This episode struggles with continuity and contradicting itself, and it's generally overall stupid. Also, <laughs> the potentials are terrible. I forgot that Kennedy yeah. is in the first group, the first wave that comes, yep. but like, goddamn. She's just immediately skeezing on Willow. Oh Poor little innocent yeah. Willow. No one's going to say anything about that. She is poor little innocent Willow. She's not. She yeah, was in the world poor. last year. <laughs> <laughs> she's changed. She's reformed. You got to let it give her a chance Whatever. to grow. Anyways, um but Over-bird? I I like seeing Giles again. Um I think that I think that when you're watching this for the first time, the questions about what Principal Wood is doing cuz he's clearly up to something suspicious. Oh my god, his little face. Uh so suspicious <laughs> um is like really interesting because mm-hmm. like he seems like a bad guy this is yeah. a bad guy oh yeah this is for yeah. sure a bad guy oh yeah. oh yeah and hasn't every principal at sunnydale ever been like not that great <laughs> <laughs> daniel what did you think about this episode i am not as enthusiastic um i don't think it's as good as last week but it's better than two weeks ago um it's funny at least it's fucking funny um i had a good time on like two weeks ago it was awful last time was great mainly just talking on the podcast the episode itself was bad and was one of the lowest ranked episodes and this one would be lower if i could but i can't so it's actually going to be higher than the other one but there is no there is no winning here unfortunately so i'm trying to give it as much grace as i can because the potential suck i just i want to be like don where i'm like okay we all pile on don and I'm wrong about that. I was wrong about that immediately, and I take it back. And we've taken it back on this podcast. I think we've all figured that out. I don't know how this is going to feel better. I don't think there's enough time to make it feel better. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's awful. Oh, my God, when they showed up, I was like, Giles, wow. Immediately, downer, downer, downer. And <laughs> and so, you know, again, I'm going to try my best to, like, just let it play out. Did not remember that Kennedy was all up in everyone's business mm-hmm. within two seconds. The fact that Annabelle went running is one of the funniest things that's ever happened. <laughs> the ADR is out the ass and terrible. And then the cave scene was scary. I was actually like, there was like that jump scare when we meet the vampire, the goblin thing uh, mm. that fights Buffy. That was pretty good. But then too much fighting, too much fighting. No, thank you. And Joyce was great. You know, the all her entire monologue was excellent. You know, the evil is here. Like, that's creepy. Robin Wood is creepy. There's like a lot of question marks. But um, and, and Andrew, hilarious. I mean, everything with Andrew was great. So there's a lot to like look forward to in ways. But man, whew, another double written episode. So they must have mm-hmm. like really kind of, you know, didn't have a lot to, to do or say in this middle. You know, they're they're gearing mm-hmm. up, I assume, for the end. So Yeah, I it's weird because I think that previously I've probably commented on how I wish this was not a monster of the week show in a sense of like, you know, I wish it had like a big overarching story and we really like progressed episode to episode. And I find myself more and more, especially this season, being like, God, why can't we just like fight a fucking thing and get it over with and have a beginning, middle, and end? Because like I miss the good old days. <laughs> right? Those early seasons are just At least shit happened. At least you'd be like, Oh yeah, this is the one with the fucking snake monster. I mean one of the and ones this with is the, the snake other monsters. one with the snake monster. <laughs> this is the one with the egg babies. Yeah. This is yeah, like yeah. oh yeah, I guess the Uber Vamp Uber Vamp is in it, but he's also in like a bunch of episodes. He's so in a bunch not... of them. Yeah. And this is well, like a didn't weird... get slayed. And this has a weird promo for the rest of the season. It's like that doesn't happen a lot on the show. It's weird. It's weird that she gives this speech that's like, hey, keep mm-hmm. watching. It's almost over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, it has to end. It's like, yeah, we know. In May, the series comes to an end. It's just like so 
weird and meta and it's bad yeah that's a good point i mean the i will say i think the speech at the end was really rough partially because it feels like like you're saying like we're wrapping up the entire show like her realization of beating the first feels like it should be some sort of like resolution of the theme throughout all of this and then she was like it's just us fighting yeah yeah i yeah it's That's just even point. if she was just like it's friendship and we're all in it together, that would have felt a little better than just being we'll like we'll all die together. Yeah, like yeah, if we're an army. Like there's four people. It's delusional, is what it is. And I'd be like, okay, honey. Like that should be after the scene. Mm-hmm. Should be like, okay, That's honey, nice. you gotta go, go to lay sleep. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so she kept, <laughs> kept being like, okay, go go to, take a nap, take a nap, please. She just keeps going on. So how long have you followed Buffy? I don't follow her. She's my best friend. I was going to ask how you were feeling about the first because I feel to me like it feels I I know it's kind of the the shtick of it is that it's amorphous, but there's no real bad guy doesn't really feel bad. I mean, the Uber Uber vamp was effective and everything, but like, uh, yeah, this like it's the baddest bad that's ever existed. Don't worry. It's the worst. It's the thing that makes bad things. This is the worst thing that's ever fucking happened in the whole world. It's it, and it's just been dormant for fun and and yeah I, I ran into it a couple of years ago and I never talked about it or told anyone but it's definitely the worst thing that's ever happened and we will wrap this up neatly in eight episodes or, or whatever. I mean it is it is truly a struggle like honestly at this point Adam feels scarier and more imposing than Ooh. the first does because like right? literally especially when Giles like underscores it it's non corporeal and it can't touch anything then what it's just whispering in your ear like kill the bringers as they come and then like you're fine anyone could have opened the seal of danzel thor didn't have to be the first so we don't really have like a good explanation for like why the first is special if you're the root of all evil like what does that literally mean if i kill you do i kill all evil our demons just gonna drop dead our humans are just gonna drop dead like you can't kill all evil if it's just you know this amorphous concept Mm -hmm. like you can't fight a concept and that's kind of what they've set up the bad guy as Mm -hmm. And they kind of, I feel like they comment on that a little bit, like, how are we supposed to fight a thing that's not a mm-hmm. thing? Uh, I mean, great question, and we don't. And that's the thing. Even at the end of the series, when we get to Chosen, they kill all the Uber, Uber vamps, right? They mm-hmm. kill all the Turok Han, but it's like, do we stop the evil? No. <laughs> like, clearly, it lives on. You, it wasn't something to be killed. You stopped a giant nest of monsters. Great job. But that was it. And so I think your point is absolutely correct. Kill all the bringers. What are they going to do? Because they kept harping on, uh, we'll kill everyone in the line. And we kind of talked about that a little bit mm-hmm. last week of like, can you really run out? Like, is that a thing? Like, yeah. wouldn't somebody still be called? We were talking about like how they know in the first place, right? We've never talked about the magic of that. How we uh, figure out who's going to be before they're, they're going to be. Why wasn't Buffy one of those people? Okay, so sometimes we know and sometimes we don't so doesn't it stand to reason that the bringers also don't know or maybe they're special like the first knows because the first knows like i know that's that is a good question and i would assume that it's just because the first knows right that's like i guess because otherwise that's dumb it's true put them away like they were right hide them forever they'll never know the the slayers will move on live on forever like they don't know that they're yeah like, how do you run out of 15-year-old girls? Like, I mean, granted, there is a finite number of them. <laughs> but theoretically, could the power not pass on to literally any 15-year-old girl? Like, I I mean, don't... it did for Buffy, right? So well, like, I mean, yeah. if you're born with it and it just takes until this, until you're 16 to manifest. Right. It's not, but, like, that's true. I mean, I'm sure that's what they're, they're saying is, like, it would only ever be these specific girls. So there is a finite amount of those specific girls. However, I feel like the magic, you know. Well, I can do a account a little bit. Well, Everyone's I just, dying. No, I mean, I feel like 
so you kill all the girls, like even the two-year-olds that will eventually become 16-year-olds that are potentials or whatever, and then people have more babies. Yeah. Right. Like you could never kill all of them because we'll keep making more babies, and if some percentage of them is potential slayers, there'll always be some percentage of the babies. So like at some point, it's just like, well, we have to wait 16 years till the next one grows up, and then we'll have a new slayer. I mean, they and do that doesn't in- even... Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, they say it in here about like the li- the bloodline or what, and not a bloodline mm-hmm. particularly, but like take out the line of, of slayers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is it is the line just 16 year old girls or is there more? Is there midichlorians? Is there something else? Right. Because if that's oh, yeah. true, then you've got the first could sense your midichlorian level and there you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the MacGuffin, whatever, you know. But like if it is just all 16 year olds, then yeah, unless you're in a children of men or whatever, there's just going to be kids born. You're always going to have people. And then also the question of why does it have to be Buffy? Giles is like whole spiel about you're the only one that can do this. I could think of like 16 other people introduced in the universe of this show that can help out right now. <laughs> yeah, like, Riley. Riley <laughs> uh, yes. Riley's number one. First That's and in my list. Yes. <laughs> I mean, no joke. That was on your list. Yeah. I was literally like, why have we not called Riley and Dr. Sam? What are we doing here? They have a whole commando force at their disposal. I know England Seems doesn't like have a... phones, but the military does. <laughs> This Remember all she had to do well. was would pick up a phone and talk about flowers or something. Yeah. Oh, no, Riley's hurt come quick. Or yeah. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> That's all we had you to could, do. They wouldn't have any idea. I mean, Riley would show up immediately. Come on. Yeah. But so then we have I a worse re- show. So maybe well, it's better sure. he doesn't sure. show up. But. Oh, not very ominous sounding. No, it, it is if you understand the context. No, evil names should be like Lex or Voldemort or... Hey! I feel like the other issue with the first as the big bad is... The most compelling bad guys, and I think we've seen this on Buffy, like your favorite, Kelly, your favorite big bad, I think is the mayor, Mm. is because they have compelling reasons for wanting to do the things they want to do. And a compelling reason is never just because I'm evil, except that's the (laughs) whole first stick. Like, it's literally just like, I'm evil because I'm evil because I'm the reason evil exists. So I got evil. And it's like, what does that even mean? And also, if you're the reason evil exists, what made you? Like, if you're the progenitor... How did you come to be? Like, it would be different if it was like the manifestation or the, like this is all the badness in the world. I came into being because people are corrupt, because demons exist. Like I am the thing that your subconscious terribleness created, like the black ooze and fucking Ferngully. But no, it's like I'm here. And I've always been here. I just am a thing. I don't know, man. It I sucks. mean, what's it does feel like there should be an opposite force called like. The second first, that's the force of good, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, right? Okay, Buffy. so if it's all about balance and Buffy, yeah, right? That can't be true, though, because Buffy's only, the Slayers have only existed for yeah. however many thousand years. The first was way before that, theoretically. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the age of, like, massive demons, though. So there was no good balance. Yeah. It was just everything was shit. I mean, I guess. I guess. Buffy, I'm, I know you're tired. I'm beyond tired. I'm beyond scared. Standing on the mouth of hell, and it is going to swallow me whole. And it'll choke on me. Not a fan of the speech, right? Everybody agrees that it was weird? I thought the speech was okay as a speech, but I mean, just it wasn't rousing and it didn't work. The speech, I will say the one thing I liked about it was the music. It was cool that they tried to turn it. It was like, you know, because it seemed really, really hopeless at the beginning where she's like, we are all going to die. Mm-hmm. Everything is awful. And then it was like, and then you're going to choke on it. I mean, that was awesome when she's like, I'm going to go down in the hell mouth and make them choke on it or what. It'll choke on me. Fucking awesome. I mean, that moment right there, I was pumped. And then it's like, 
we're not ready. They're not ready. I'm like, no, they're ready. Like, <laughs> they're ready. You got your ass handed to you. And I, d- I do like a good Buffy beatdown. It doesn't happen all yeah. the time. And the show is very inconsistent about sometimes Buffy always like uh, gets her ass beat pretty consistently, actually. Like they try to make it kind of fair, but then she always pulls it out. But man, she got her ass fucking beat this time. Yeah. It was great. really severe. I mean, you pointed that out in the mm-hmm. plot. This is probably one of the, the maybe the worst time she's maybe ever been mm-hmm. injured. I mean, they, you know, Giles like she probably has internal bleeding, and Willow goes, "Is she going to be okay?" He's like, "I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably so, doesn't need to see a doctor one more time though. if I could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was trying to think of like why you know why wouldn't they take her to the hospital? Is it some weird, like, we do, you know, classic sci fi or fantasy trope where they're like, oh, we take her to the hospital, they're going to do experiments on her because she's a slayer, she's magic, whatever. It's like, she's been in the fucking hospital. She's in the hospital and killed by death. She's in the hospital at the end of graduation day, part one, you know, because Angel drains her and she goes to the hospital. And she was in the hospital uh, another time that I wrote down and forgot. So, like, uh, oh, plenty of times. Oh, gunshot. Yeah. At the end of season six, she got shot by fucking Warren. So, why? Why? Anyway. Can you think of a worse beating? Where she's been, like, this physical, this amount of physical damage on her face. I can't really think of a time, even fighting, like, Faith, literally anybody. So at least they did that. They did a good job being like, this thing's fucked up. Yeah, she looks bad. I will say that the Turakhan, physically, I wish they would have cast a bigger actor. I'm sorry, Camden Toy. I get it that, like, you're cool and you can do little flips and stuff and you don't mind wearing the face paint, but he's so little. He's like 5'4", and he's not very big, and his head is enormous. He doesn't look that scary. Get Abraham Van Ruby back. Get fucking Olaf. Put him in that ma- that makeup. Mm-hmm. Now we got a problem. This dude's fucking huge and scary, but I guess he doesn't need to be big because he kicked her ass anyway. That was just my little aside. He's tiny and tiny guy. Yeah. I'm bad, baddy, bad, bad, bad. Does it make you horny? We're terrified. Whatever. Wasn't a line. So Stacia brought up metaphors and stuff. About mm. death. <laughs> uh, death is gross and evil, obviously. Uh, why can't the per- the first appear as live people? She, Stacia, smart, smart asked if it's a comment on the morality of death. Oh. Would you like to expand upon your thinking with that? I want to know what you think. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what is it trying to say... At the heart of it, that, that this evil thing can appear as a dead person because being dead is inherently evil. Is that what you're asking? Like, I mean, I guess. Like, why would why would why would the first be held back from appearing as a person? Because the first is evil. The first isn't going to listen to rules. So there must be some reason that the that living people are not, you know, avatars for the first, like dead people are. And so, what is it? Well, the only thing we know about the first is it's evil. So, is it? able to pretend to be a dead person because it's more connected to that in some way therefore evil i don't know because being dead is spooky and the in the first is spooky and therefore you have to be a a spooky i think it'd be way spookier for living people to show up like giles right like you don't know if he's dead or alive at this point and be like is he is he the first to constantly be questioning that Mm -hmm. um i I think that in certain situations it would be more affecting for somebody to be alive, right? Because, like, people would assume that they're the real person, so yeah. you could yeah. probably get more done. Um, and also, side note I put in, why has the first not taken advantage of this with Buffy? Oh, I know. Yet? It drives me oh, nuts. That's a great point. That's a great so clearly with Buffy with Spike, yeah, sure, mm-hmm. but, like, True. why not just show up at their house and be like, mm-hmm. Don, why don't you just 
cut your wrist a little bit. <laughs> just to see what happens. You know what, Don? I've always regretted <laughs> sacrificing myself for you. I wish you had died <laughs> that <laughs> night. You're the reason mom died. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just anything. <laughs> I've changed my mind about guns. Here you go. Oh, I can't handle oh, shit. I mean, I don't. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't actually hand you the gun. But yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, I guess the counterpoint to that for me would be like maybe using dead people is more powerful in a way because people are so like thrown that they're seeing a dead loved one. You know, they're like, oh, God, what the fuck's going on? This is crazy. And I'm so like grateful and stoked to, to see you again that I'll just listen to you. And clearly, I think by showing up by a dead person, you're automatically like, whoa, something weird's going on here. Something magical and otherworldly is happening. Like you might be more likely to do what they say in a way. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that you have to find an advantage for why the first only appears as dead people if the their only option, its only option is to appear as dead people, right? Because that's what Giles says. It can only appear as dead people. Right. It's not yeah. doing it because it's advantageous. It's doing it because it has no choice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, I mean, those might be good reasons to appear as a dead person, but, you know. I, I have another also- good reason. I think it's creepy yeah. that they like take on the personalities. I think that's the most unsettling part. And so it's like a question of, I mean, I don't know about the morality or anything, but like, what does it mean when you die? It's like, how does, how can you become Drusilla? Somebody you theoretically have never met, but you can uncannily do a Drusilla. So like, what are you, mm-hmm. t- what is the first tapping into? What does it mean when we die? How do you do this? Because it's not just the fact that I could show up as like, you know, your mom or whatever, but like, I have to be able to convince you that I'm your mom. And I know how to do that because I have like imbibed not only their likeness, but their entire spirit. So where is that spirit? Where does it go? Like, those are, those are interesting questions. And how can the first tap into that? And then it's like Joyce, you know, sort of saying all that stuff in that a couple episodes ago to Dawn, where it's like, you know, we're not safe or whatever. It's like, well, fuck, maybe there are good spirits. Tara is Tara's spirit, whatever that means. Is that, is she in trouble? Like, are they being held captive by this first or whatever? And by killing the first, do you set their spirits free? I mean, that's a question I don't think they're asking, but like, that would be my take on this. Like, how do you, how do you mimic these people so well? How do you know how to do this? That's an excellent point. If if it is some like comment on the afterlife even, right? Like the first is able to get to them because they're dead. Are they corrupting the real person or is it just a facsimile? But if it's just a facsimile, how do they know that they must be in touch with them somehow well the yeah. first is everywhere and is this forever then i guess it's been watching them forever so that's the idea it's just like it's omnipotent it's seeing everybody doing everything yeah. at all times it's just like cataloging it. i don't know maybe and they say that they kind of imply that i mean that's kind of like i guess that's the way that i i would be able to like sleep at night essentially because if i were somebody like willow I, I just know that because I didn't see Tara and I saw somebody else talking about Tara, saying things that only Tara and I knew, and I don't even know this girl, really, um, that would be very unsettling for me. Unless I was like, oh, it's just an amorphous, just it knows everything type of thing. And if that's the case, I don't know, that makes it less, I don't know, maybe less, I don't, I don't know. Is that scarier? I think it's scarier to think that they've trapped your loved ones in a prison and are stealing yeah, their totally. identity, you know? For sure. It does feel more like it's just a big brother type thing versus I have the spirit of of all these people in my hands and I've corrupted them and they're my little puppets. Yeah. It just... Well, yeah, because it doesn't feel like it's like, oh, this is Joyce talking to you as Joyce but corrupted by the first. It's the first wearing Joyce's face. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's... Which Especially Joyce. Yeah. We know Joyce and this... She is... I mean, we we know Drusilla. Drusilla was great. Like, that was pretty spot on. I mean, Spike... 
in the end kind of was like, I know you're not true. And like, you've got to believe at some point that shit, that shtick is going to falter. But like Joyce is clearly not herself. Like that is not her mom. So well, that was easy enough. I'm sorry to rain on both your parades. That's not the first. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. Yeah. Joyce is not the first. She's not appearing as the first. She She's holding a book. It's just a dream. But she appears as the first or the first appears as her to Dawn, just not to Buffy. Oh, see, that's really weird and confusing. But anyways, it's a dream. It's not Joyce, though, is all I'm saying. Right. That is a yes. fake entity because our, we know Joyce. And let us right. not forget she's the worst. And she would never say <laughs> anything that. As you alluded to in, the, in your intro, Stacia, that it's not her. That just isn't her. It, is, it just isn't her. We know. Immediate red flags. I know you like a good wriggle and a giggle. I wrote, you want to hear a quote about death from from Epicurus, an ancient Greek philosopher? Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. Are you going to read it? So, yep. So death, (laughs) the most terrifying of ills, is nothing to us. Since so long as we exist, death is not with us. But when death comes, then we do not exist. It does not then concern either the living or the dead, since for the former, it is not. And the latter are no more. (laughs) <laughs> so basically take it easy man it you don't gotta worry about dead when death when you're alive because you're alive so you ain't, you ain't dead don't worry about it when you are dead you don't gotta worry about it because you're dead chill <laughs> i agree with that it's a nice little sentiment if not overstated but i feel like that comes with the greek philosopher package <laughs> <laughs> let's say a certain person who will remain nameless we'll just call her spordelia look like a classical philosopher next to me it, I'm sure it's just like the practicality of we can't have you know Willow and Xander and everyone running around doubles of everyone everywhere. Yeah, I know. Uh, and you're constantly being like, "Is this the first? Even though they kind of do do that anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they start like instituting like I have to touch you before I know mm-hmm. that you're still alive. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. And well, that was one of the things why the first, uh, we, we, as we said, they don't have an option, but. That could be a messy thing too, right? Where the first appears accidentally in a room where the other ones are already still there, like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> now everyone knows something's up. <laughs> yeah, because they just have to touch me and they know I'm the fake one. Too. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just catch this ball. All right, we're good. That's not the real one. <laughs> the ball every time. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, I guess part of the reason why I was thinking this is because it feels like when we see the first manifest as someone that the first is manifesting as that person's like evil side if that makes any sense so like it's easier to manifest as Drusilla to torture Spike than it would be as Buffy because Buffy wouldn't do that but Buffy would stand next to Spike and say you know that I'll love you if you do these things and you're going to enjoy it and I'm going to be proud of you you know what I mean Right. so if that's how the first is manifesting, then it makes sense that the first wouldn't manifest as terror because she doesn't seem to have a side that the first could necessarily manipulate someone with. Well, and even uh, through Cassie, Willow immediately knew the jig was up because like, hey, Tara doesn't say shit like that. Exactly. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Right. So, I mean, I do kind of wonder on that um, because it does seem like the first takes different tactics depending on the person it's impersonating. Um and maybe it's just because it's like more heart wrenching to pull on those relationships than, you know, not. But I don't know for Spike if it wouldn't be more affecting for him to be tortured by Buffy than Drusilla, 
even though Buffy would never do that, just seeing Buffy's face while it's happening, you know? True. I don't. That's a good point. I don't know. The first. What an enigma. What an it's annoying. because it's nothing. Mostly joke of everything. An, an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the easiest. I think it's probably easy to get yourself write yourself into a corner as well, but but it's the easiest like MacGuffin of all times. Like it can do it because it can, or it can't because it can't. The end. Mm-hmm. But isn't that all writing? Who fucking knows? Whatever. I mean, this does feel like um, an instance where the writers like we don't really know what it is either. Yeah. <laughs> got twenty two. Yeah, they're playing now. They're playing with the Giles thing, and like Robin obviously is still. So they've got enough in the air, and there's only what eleven more episodes left. So it's like, all right, we're they'll be fine. They'll get out of this. Robin, we've seen we touch hope. stuff for sure. Robin's not. No, the I know, first. but he's. But what is up with? I know, but, but what's he's clearly yeah. creepy. <laughs> Something weird is going on. In this episode, especially, he is like peeking through the window up. in his office to the other office and just staring at her openly. It's not right, man. But he's also not robotic too, because he's talking about you know, don't tell me about your diarrhea. And, you know, <laughs> so yeah, he was still, a person for a second. You remember yeah, yeah. that you are. I know. So it's weird. I mean, I really like it. He does it very. He's very creepy. And even sitting down to talk about the films, like, that was good. I like that. Uh, yeah, he has that moment where she's like, well, what kind of movies do you like as he's walking away? And he doesn't turn a face her, and he's like, I like mysteries. I like to see how it all shakes out in the end. And then he does this fucking creepy-ass smile as he walks away, and you're just like, no normal person would smile like that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a bad guy. This is not right. Buffy, you're in danger, Buffy's- girl. <laughs> Buffy's just like do do do. I like mysteries too. Examples of mysteries in film. Evil mystery. No, nobody told you. You got tricked by a fake ghost. Early days of this podcast, we were really trying to lean into the lore because it felt like they were building something, and we were getting new monsters all the time. And yeah. those were the halcyon days at the beginning of this show. Different times. It's over. Really gotten away with it, away from it, because it doesn't. It also doesn't feel good to like just dunk all over the writers because they didn't establish this giant canon. Like it's fine, you don't have to. And again, it's we're fine. building the world. This is a TV show that's still going on, so we're writing it on the fly. And yeah, sometimes we forget what we wrote, and then we immediately contradict ourselves. But it's just it's gonna happen. So pointing that out, time over time after time, gets old and it's unfair to them. However. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, while we were watching this, Station was like, why does the Turok Khan look like the Master? What does it mean that this is the most vampire vampire? Like, what is all this supposed to be? And so I was like, okay. I mean, Giles does explicitly say this is a different race, right? Well, I think it's a different race in the sense of, like, Neanderthal to humans. Right. Related. You yes. know, but not the same. Like, we did not evolve from Neanderthals, right? We evolved from the other thing. That was the whole idea. I don't think right? so. I or think something. Neanderthals are just further down the line. Regardless. <laughs> Slightly different. But far enough back to be something that we wouldn't, we kind of recognize, but we don't know. Yeah. So shared characteristics, but not exactly the same. Right. But it's like, okay. Then she unearthed this memory about fucking Angel. And I was like, God, okay, what are we doing? <laughs> You're bringing Angel into the mix. We've been, we, 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 like, guys, yesterday, literally yesterday, we watched Spike attack Andrew because of this thing. This thing is serious. But let's go ahead and throw Angel's name out there because this is the season of memories. Let's remember all of our memories. Yes. Anyway. Okay, okay. So vampires. This is a show called Buffy the Vampire Slayer in which we deal with vampires in the episode The Harvest. Do you remember 
the second well, episode of the entire you. show. Correct. <laughs> I love it. Jesus, man. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. What I wrote this. Stacia asked why the turn.com looks more like the master more than anything else, and this is all her fault. Okay. <laughs> Giles, Giles tells us in The Harvest, quote, the world is older than any of you know, and contrary to popular mythology, it did not begin as a paradise. For untold eons, demons walked the earth, made it their home, their hell. In time, they lost their purchase on this reality, and... The way was made for mortal animals, for man. What remains of the old ones are vestiges, certain magics, certain creatures. The books say that the last demon to leave this reality fed off a human and mixed their blood. He was a human form possessed, infected by the demon's soul. He bit another and another, and so they walked the earth, feeding, killing, some mixing their blood with others to make more of their kind. So, in the comics, we will come to learn that this first vampire, the old one, his name is... Uh, Malika? Dennis. Malikur. Malikur. What did you say? Genesis? <laughs> Dennis. 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 I like Dennis. <laughs> I like Dennis much better. Malikur. Uh, oh, look, I can show wow. you a picture. Daniel, you can't see the picture. So sorry. Oh, nice. That's okay. It looks like that. Looks like a bat yeti thing. He does look like a bat yeti yeah. thing. Yeah. That's so, uh, known as the most powerful vampire. He was responsible for the creation of the okay. first vampire. However, okay, but so he's not a vampire. He's not. He's he's an old one, right? So he's the thing that the mayor turned oh. into. He's the thing that Alaria is. There's those are the things that no longer exist. They live in the deeper well, which is that's Angel, but still Buffy, you know. Like and it goes on to the comics. Anya tells us in Graduation Day Part One that all demons walk the earth are tainted. For all the demons we've faced, you've never seen a demon. Uh, excuse me, killing them professionally four years running. All the demons that walk the earth are tainted, are human hybrids like vampires. The ascension means that a human becomes pure demon. They're different. So they're different okay. than regular demons. Although Anya doesn't use the term old ones here, so I don't know if that's just something we forgot that that's what we call them, or she's actually saying they're what the mayor turns into is not in fact an old one, but that came to be my understanding. So we're just gonna say that she, pure demon, old one, one to one, right? That's just the, the same words for that. So we've established that Moliker, who was an old one, bit a human, and that became the first vampire, which was a demon-human hybrid. Mm -hmm. A demon-human hybrid of that guy, Moliker, and a human specifically. Because if every demon that fed off a human and turned into a new thing was called a vampire, then everything would be a vampire. And also, other demons look down on vampires, right? They get shit on and called impure and like, you know, they, they're the lowest form of demon because they, they're mixed with people. But if all demons on Earth, in our universe, in our reality, are mixed with demons, like all, they're all mixed with humans, they're all hybrids, as Anya pointed out, because they're not pure demons, they're not the old ones, then why are vampires special? So the only thing I could, could think of, and is kind of supported by the comics, is that Vampires came from Moliker specifically. They are what that demon plus human equals. And then other demons plus humans equal other types of demon. It's the only thing I can think. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Oh, I just, I wonder if it's just that vampires are still made from humans. Like they can't have vampire babies, but other demons have demon babies. Yeah. So that's kind of what I thought too. Okay. So there's this demon called, you brought up the angel thing, right? In mm -hmm. uh, the, the season finale of season two, Over the Rainbow, it's episode 21, and then tw episode 22 is, is No Place Like Plurts Club, right? Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. Angel can be out in the sun in this other dimension and he's fine. And then at some point he goes to vamp out because he's protecting Fred and he turns into this weird fucking spiky demon thing. It's mm-hmm. like green and has spikes right, coming out of its face. And yeah. Wesley says, uh, now for whatever reason he's accessed his demon, but he can't find the balance he normally would in our world. His demon self has totally overcome his human side. Gunn says, so that's what the thing inside him really looks like. And Wesley says, in its purest form. So Pylea Angel looks nothing like Moloker or what Moloker's descendants look like. So I, again, this is like kind of squishy because I don't think they super fleshed out in the comics, but they do talk about supposedly Angel is a descendant and of oh, oh, the Master. We know that the Master is a descendant of a specific demon called Arceus <laughs> that was either okay, a contemporary know. of Moloker or was created by Moloker. And I think it was the latter, that he was created by Moloker. So, even though his name means old one or old thing, it's why it's confusing. But the only way it makes sense in my head is that he has to be a descendant of Moloker. And then as the line goes down, it gets diluted, right? Like you said, vampires can't make more... They can't have sex with another vampire except for when Angel does. That's not the point. (laughs) And make a baby, right? right? They have to feed on a human to make a baby. So, I think... Make a new vampire. To make a baby. To make a baby. (laughs) To make a baby. So, at at some point, I think the descendants of Arceus, once they were split, that was like the line. Now, these are our vampires, right? The master must have been one of the earliest ones. And since he deluded himself by, you know, biting somebody and biting something, like, clearly there's a shift where we're not getting any more mutated looking. But then they also said it was age that did it. Okay, so the thing that also threw me was Kakistos. Do you remember Kakistos from season three, episode one, where we introduced Faith? Or that's not Faith, the episode one, it's episode three, Faith Open Trick. Kakistos has cloven hands and a fucked up face. Yeah. And they say because he's super old that his hands have become cloven. Just like the master, he has fruit punch mouth, perma, vant face because he's so old. Mm-hmm. The one that nearly bit me mentioned something about kissing toast. He lived for kissing toast. Do you mean Kakistos? I think it was Taquitos. Maybe he lived for Taquitos. What? So it's like maybe if you're a descendant of a certain vampire, oldie vampire at certain points, you become different looking slightly, just like Angel's weird face looked totally different, but again, looked different than the Master too. I chalk up the Angel thing that you had to point out to throw a wrench into all of this as an anomaly because they were in another dimension. He looked like that because he's in another dimension, and that's how it manifests there. But if that would have happened on Earth, he would look more like the Master. But then what about... Um, Kakistos. He must have been a descendant not from Arceus, but from some other, like the family tree, right? We start with Moloker. Down there, there's like this Arceus guy and some other bullshit that we'll make up when we need it. And then from Arceus goes down to the master and then all of our homies. And that's why they look like that. But the other tree bullshit line we make up for Kakistos is like a line from Arc, like across a different little tree. So that's the only thing I can think. It's never explicitly said. It doesn't make any sense. I think that's logical, Kelly. I want to say, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, what you're saying is probably not at all true. (laughs) It's the only thing that I can, like, meet out to make any kind of sense. So where are the Turrican from? So the Turrican would theoretically be another one of those branches, right? So, like, on that Arceus, whatever, proto-Kakisto scale, there was another one, right? And they were just the Turrican, and they just were at that level, and that's what they are. Like, they're a step removed from the old ones, but they're not, you know, they're not anymore. It, they didn't go down the line. So you're saying that Malaker had, like, five vampire babies, and one of the vampire babies... Made the master, and one of the vampire babies made 
Kakistos. Kakistos. And yeah. one of the vampire babies made the Turrican. Yes. But like... Or not, is the Turrican. Right, yeah. But not like even him specifically. There has to be another buffer layer because it says... The one thing they do say specifically is that Malikar only fed off... Like Giles says that. Right. He fed off one person before he vanished into the deeper well. Right. So just one. So that one person was even before Arceus, I think. He would have to be. You're right. You're right. Because otherwise it would be Arceus, right? And it's not. So there's branches and stuff. Moloker was the first, and then there's a line of parallel, like, level of strength and weirdness. The Turakon is above our friends that we know for sure, but they're not the oldest ones. They're not, in fact, a, like, and then saying it's a pure vampire, that's not true. Except for... Because the, the only pure vampire would theoretically be the very first one that Moloch bit, and that's not what these are. That's fair. Yeah. And that first one could be gone, theoretically. I wish they had just said, oh, like, yeah. it's a vampire with stronger demon powers or something. Yeah. Like, I, if you think about our Riggsy vampire as being 50% human, 50% demon, Turrican are 80% demon. Yeah. I mean, that would work. But they didn't do that. I, but I do also like no. the, they implied that the only way to get more of them is through the seal, right? Like right. the Turakan also can't mm. reproduce, also can't reproduce right. on their own. Like I, it doesn't seem like they could feed on one and make a new one. So like that kind of tracks with that too. That they're this special weird level. That that's why they died out. That's why they don't exist because they couldn't make more of them. They can only be summoned through this way or or made by the Arceus level vampires, right? Like they they could make more by biting people, but. They can't make more. The Turakons themselves can't reproduce. So is Arceus supposed to be like roaming the earth somewhere? I don't know. He shows up in season ten. Okay. <laughs> oh wow! No shit. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert. Let's go. So that's yeah. I guess there's something that happens where Arceus's essence is in his entire line, so he's able to tap into it and convert. Oh, of course. Oh, shocker! Angel gets <laughs> goes evil. Of course. I hate this. I hate this already. <laughs> So do the Turricons like live on a different planet? Is the seal basically opening uh, kind of like uh, the wish? It seemed like yeah, like a hell dimension. dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are we opening up another dimension? Because that's like you know they do that in the Seed of Magic and stuff. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like okay, so we're just pulling. So theoretically, there's a world where this Turrican, who is in this dimension, fucking wiling out. But normally, he could just be a simple-minded businessman, <laughs> yeah. family figure type in his. Universe. He must be. While and yeah, okay, all right. I just I love that know. though. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to go I home. I want to check oh, my stocks. I, I know. So yeah. Anyway, I don't know if that made anything more clear, but not, not at all. At all. No, but no, thank no. you. That's I added more information. It's not more clear, but that's not your fault. Listen to me, man. I got a bad feeling about this. Of course, you got a bad feeling, dude. You're you're tied to a chair. Okay, I have two thoughts. One, I'm glad that you did this research because the image mm. of Angel turning into his demon self or whatever always really stuck with me um, because I remember feeling like um, Gunn being like, so that's what it really looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the second thing is, if we're supposed to believe that all old ones created the demons that we see on Earth now by feeding from them and mixing their blood or whatever, does that mean that the mayor could have made his own little demon hybrids? Theoretically, right? Uh, I mean, and the way that they say that why they do that specifically, like why they pick a person and like mix, mix their essence with it too, is so that they will be kind of indebted to them, kind of loyal to them or whatever. Mm-hmm. Kind of like True Blood. 
That's the thing, right? Oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta love your your sheriff or whatever. You gotta <laughs> be beholden to your yeah, sheriff. Love your sheriff, guys. <laughs> you gotta love your sheriff. Uh, I, this is a picture of Arceus, by the way. He looks like you know, Mag- he looks stupid. Magneto. Not Magneto. He looks like Vegeta or whatever. Do you know Omega Red from X Men, like the series, the big red guy with the weird blonde ponytail? Kind of looks like that, but with spikes on his head. Anyway. Again, nothing like the master or nothing like Angel's vampire yeah. self. So just like got to, I don't know, yeah, whatever. Um, yes, that's that. Makes I, me sad. It also made me think of like The Witcher, right? Because I've been watching the, the Witcher series that nobody likes. Um, they have this huge canon to pull from already, right? Game of Thrones. You have all these books, like all this shit's laid yeah. out for you. You're just adapting it. They This is original stuff. I mean, the concept of a vampire is not original. But the rules that you make, you can always play with those, right? Like, this has different rules than True Blood, probably has different rules than Vampire Diaries, probably has different rules than Supernatural. So that's a little bit of tweaking oh, sure. there. But, I mean, all those properties started as books, which were their own original lore and content. Yeah. No, I, I understand that. But I was saying, like, you, to make a, a show, like, you are making the story, too. Like, someone made that story, and that's cool. Like, they made that story. They're making all their lore. I guess you're saying the one-to-one is, like, if they can do it in the book, why can't you yeah. do it in the TV <laughs> that's show? That's what I'm saying. That is, fair, fair someone news. still had to invent the lore, and, and they did it. I to you that they had a, probably a lifetime to do that. Oh, you could with the TV show, too. Listen, the point is, they're on a schedule, okay? 22 episodes. They got to make them. They got like, a couple weeks. The, that is the truth, and that is their past. Honestly, that's it, is that they're making it up on the fly, and it's a television show. Mm-hmm. On the WB, and that's literally it. I don't know. I mean, I feel like a TV show in some ways is kind of like a book series where you write the first book or you do the first season, and you don't know what book five or season five is going to look like, but you are still tied to the lore you set up in season one, but unless you aren't because you decide you don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Or you never made much to begin with. And you have, and to then you contradict the little you did, <laughs> and that's why normal again is the real canon of the whole show. It's just in Buffy's head, it's really the only way to look at this logically. After all of this, all that talk you just did, Kelly, that's just that's the Buffy side coming out. It's, it's like I got to try to make the sense of this. <laughs> Things are dragging a bit, so like here's these epic, you know, vampire angel people. I mean, you know, I can believe it. Like, what if this is all just yeah. based off of like the TV show? exists in the real world like in her normal again world because the doctor she talks to like wrote a book and it was turned into a TV show. That's it. <laughs> she wakes up watching True Blood in 20, you know, 2009 and that's just that's the end of the show. Oh man, I'd be into that. I would accept people would be so bad. <laughs> people would be <laughs> so so tack bad. on it's like George Lucas you go back and he films like the final scene he brings it like a new final scene. Yeah, ReCG does it whatever. Up to True Blood. <laughs> yep. She just wakes up in the bayou watching fucking True Blood. It's like, oh, yeah. I'm so into that. Or she's dressed up as Sookie Stackhouse for Halloween or something. Like, yes. That would be so the whole funny. Thing was a flash. Yes. That'd be amazing. She's hanging off of Angel and saying, Bill. Bill. Oh, my God. And Angel's just like a regular dude. Like every <laughs> single person in these is just a regular person. Oh, my. The fanfic of this definitely already exists. <laughs> Undoubtedly. <laughs> Well, if we have 9-11 fan fans, oh, we got Oh, my God, that's right. That's right. Sure. Jesus Christ. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry to barge in. I'm afraid we have a slight apocalypse. We already kind of talked about this, but let's put a finer point on these points <laughs> by playing a quick round of Reasonable or Ridiculous. <laughs> Everyone's favorite game show. Now, the price is right. I can't. I have to make my own song. I keep threatening to, and I apparently never will. Okay. Buffy does not go to the hospital after being injured so badly that Giles says she might have internal bleeding. <laughs> Reasonable or ridiculous? 
Anastasia. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I guess reasonable because she was fine in the end, but. <laughs> they couldn't have known that. Daniel. That's reasonable not how you ensure your Slayer's safety. <laughs> I mean, she has gone to the hospital plenty. We got to assume she's had good care, so that makes it ridiculous. But this town's fucked up. So, you know, if they if they're, if they're it's just a fake hospital, which it could be. These could just be zombies. <laughs> we fake don't hospital. know what's going on. They might know at some deep level, like, eh, we don't have time to waste here. My headcanon is that Giles is like, wow, Buffy cannot fight the first, so uh, who cares if she dies? We got to find a new hero. <laughs> and if he is the first, now that, like, that's entered my mind, it's like, yeah, you would be like, eh, just let her, let her die. Yeah, yeah she's fine. Internal bleeding what? Oh, that gibberish she just did? No, that's not a head injury. She's good. I She's mean, all right. All signs point to Giles being the first. He doesn't touch anything. He's real cavalier I about do. Buffy's safety. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> he watches her fall into a hole and is like, are you okay down there? <laughs> <laughs> not only that, but he stood on the edge in a way that it was like, you're you're about to fall. I was like, KO, ready? You're going to fall into this hole, Giles. Nope. And he just like, watched of course you won't up. fall in because you're a fucking non-corporeal ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Real fake ghost. Okay. What? Annabelle's plan to avoid getting murdered. Annabelle's split. Leave the relative safety of the Scooby X mm. HQ and run out into the night alone. <laughs> Stacia. Reasonable or ridiculous. Good plan, bad plan. I feel like you couldn't just bide your time until the morning and then run away. I I just I don't even I don't I can't imagine what was going through her head. It was also really weird because she was the one that was like, we just have to have faith. You know, Buffy will keep us safe. And then in 30 seconds, completely about turn, runs away. Yep. Daniel, reasonable or ridiculous? Is running in the oil refinery. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this is awful. This is now, you want to talk about going back to old school Buffy. This is some old school shit. Yeah. This is some running through the oil refinery shit. Where the fuck are we? New location. Yeah. Just nonsense. Nonsense. I, I I just don't know what, like, you're going to run to where? To where? To where? To where? To what? You don't even live here. Yeah. This is your first time in America, maybe. I mean, maybe not, but probably your first time in Sunnydale, at least. Come on. Jesus. Yeah. You don't know the refineries either. (laughs) How'd you get here? How did you run here this fast? It can't be close. It can't be. It can't be close. But it is. Because it's Sunnydale. And the good side of the town is right across the street from the bad side of town, right? Right, That's what Cordelia said. Okay. There's a big evil brewing. You'll never be bored here, Faith. This is Sunnydale. Home of the big... Brew and evil. This is a multi-tiered, reasonable, ridiculous. Okay, I'm in the school basement holding a shovel in the middle of the night because someone left this shovel in the courtyard, so I brought it back here. Obviously, station reasonable or ridiculous? (laughs) Slightly reasonable. Slightly reasonable? Why? Slightly believable, still ridiculous, I guess. Okay, fair enough. Like, he might have just been walking around, saw a shovel, and was like, oh, I guess I have to. Yeah. Because I'm here at possibly 2 a.m. Yeah. I'll put I mean, this back. As the principal, maybe he is there doing paperwork or whatever late at night. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daniel? Yeah. Who's going to question? Who's going to question him? I mean, honestly, it's, it's really it's reasonable just because he says it is. I mean, and you don't want to start questions because once you start questions, then he's going to ask questions and we're just going to play it off. We'll get ready for part two. I'm in the school basement holding a shovel in the middle of the night because I'm bearing a time capsule and night was the best time to do it. Stacia. Didn't Dawn even say it was for a science project? I don't remember. School, I think she might have said school project. But yeah. So ridiculous. She might have said science for sure. I think she said science as if a time capsule is somehow scientific. <laughs> Observing the effects of time passing. <laughs> so ridiculous? Yeah. Ah, Daniel, reasonable ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But again, you can't ask questions. So if he starts it, we all start it. Because so. questions beget questions. Okay. Final, final 
round. Mm. I'm in the school basement holding a shovel in the middle of the night because give me your best excuse. Me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been having aggressive diarrhea and I came here to catch up on work. <laughs> and then I had an accident and I had to bury my clothes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it was this or burn them, Principal Wood. <laughs> It's overflowed my toilet, so I had to dig a hole, and I thought I would just fill it up here, but it's full, so don't go in there. Daniel, I'm in the school basement holding a shovel in the middle of the night because... I would say that I'm here to bury the ruins of the seal of Dalthazar, Dal- whatever the hell the name is. Danzel's Lar. And, and if he even looks, and he's like, ooh, and does a little eyebrow thing, boom, hit him with the shovel. That's it. I mean, no. Confirmation. I mean, fair enough. Doing, yeah, because otherwise you'd be like, what? And he'd be like, what? And then you would walk away. That'd be the end of the story. I mean, yeah, maybe you're just like, these are not the drawers you're looking for and walk away and pretend like it never happened. And if he brings it up later, act like he's crazy. (laughs) Gaslight Principal Wood. (laughs) Only twice. Okay. How did he not run into the others, though? Because it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Because Xander and Andrew were there right in front of. And just walked away. Yeah. Just walked away. (laughs) <laughs> and they're unknowns. Yes, like they're, they're, they're adults the... walking through the school and with no affiliation. How, can you imagine how <laughs> unsettlingly scary that would be, though, if you're just if you're down there, which would be creepy enough. Mm-hmm. And then two random people that you don't know. Ooh, yeah, I just got chills. Yeah, that's scary. That's scary. That, remember lessons when Principal Wood was like, "Why are you still fucking here?" Wouldn't he be like, "Yo, who are you?" Get the fuck out of here. But as I pointed out multiple times during that episode, no one really questioned Buffy. And then subsequently Willow when she was at the school as well. No one cares when anyone's here. That's true. We don't care. So what's your best excuse? Oh, I don't have one. Yeah. I don't you, have to answer. No, you have to. Um, uh, I'm in the school basement holding a shovel in the middle of the night because <laughs> I was doing some light gardening and I noticed last time I was in the basement for normal reasons that there was really excellent soil here because the the basement hasn't been finished yet and I know that technically this is theft <laughs> and I apologize but I just really want my tomatoes to grow this year. So. You don't have any soil. I have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> the soil is in there. Get over the head. <laughs> Six inches of it is covering the seal of Dan's <laughs> Exactly. And then raise eyebrows. Okay. Boom. There you go. We're back to Daniel's play. I mean, if yes. did did Principal Wood? Yeah, I guess he gave his excuse first. I think you could have been like, "Well, the gardener said he couldn't find a shovel, so I told him I'd bring okay, him one." Hey, <laughs> See, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Nice, nice. Nice place. Bit of a mess. Okay. Uh, now is as good as time as any to remind you that we're a real podcast. You can find us everywhere Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a uh, at BBPod. That's where you can find us. I, I forgot that the handle is necessary. We also have a website, bbpod.wordpress.com, where you can find notes about this show, uh, things that we might reference. I don't know. Sarah McLaughlin songs. Who knows? Hard to predict. What's most important about our website is that there's a link to a Spotify playlist that I lovingly put together for all of you listening that contains music in our podcast as well as music that is available on Spotify from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So if you want to uh, look at that playlist, you can. You can just go right to the website or go straight to Spotify and type in. Fun time playlist <laughs> for podcast fans. Nope. Beat me. There fun time playlist for podcast fans. Season seven. Good. Good. You didn't say the hyphen. It was implied. Implied hyphen. Implied hyphen. I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> when is this Daniel's turn? <laughs> Never. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's yell about some stuff. As if we haven't already. Stisha, I need you to go first. I miss Drusilla. I mean, I know this isn't really Drusilla, but it's fun to see her doing her crazy little bullshit. 
Absolutely. Apparently that ring, ring, ring thing mm-hmm. she did was a uh, reference to Angel, but I wouldn't know which episode. So. <laughs> Daniel? Random stuff here. So I, when Giles was like, it predates written history, it really shows its true fra- face, and I'm like losing my mind because we're talking about the console. I'm going to yell about that in a second. But it's like, why didn't you guys put it on a fucking website or something? Why didn't you write this down? Yeah. Like if no one fucking knows about this stuff at all, but it only shows itself sometimes, then that's the time you put it down in a book. <laughs> like unbelievable. I know he, he has a couple books that come out eventually, but you make it sound as if like it predates written history and yet we have written history now. I could write it down. And I should. I mean, Giles, we also said write the book. Said that word for word about glory. Does no one remember? Predates the written Amen. word. Come on, mm-hmm. we still figure that shit out. Come on, figured it out. And we're gonna figure this one out. I'll bet you dollars to donuts. Yeah, I think they might because the plot demands it. Ah, uh, aha! It's not Egyptian. It's Etruscan, mistaken for Egyptian by the design pattern. But any fool can see it predates their iconology. Uh. I am curious. I might have just missed this. Again, somehow watching this episode five times was not enough. But what was the plan? Uh, oh, God. <laughs> that that night. Were they supposed to just wait? Were they... Because, like, she was so... Buffy was so stressed out. When's the sun setting? Because, like, I guess... Was she planning to go after the Turakon and she was waiting until it was nighttime? I doubt it, right? Were they- was it implied the Turakon was coming after her? I question that. Like, they're all worried about it coming. I'm like, do you know it's coming yeah, after you? Yeah, I don't... like... That's not, that was never said. Does he know where she lives? I mean, I guess the first can be That's anywhere right. at any time. So maybe it, the first inherently knows, right? So I guess the, the Turok Khan knows. It just seems weird that, I don't know. Yeah. I guess the plan was just to sit tight. And then Annabelle fucked the game up by leaving the house immediately. Well, the thing that is most confusing, and I know they held on to this because they wanted to have the big reveal and like, it's probably the next episode when Buffy kills the Turrican, but um, how to kill the Turrican? Because then it makes sense to go out hunting when you know how to kill it. Mm-hmm. But until that moment, yeah, you're like sitting ducks. Everyone grab a, a steak and, and a book and then hold tight. Yeah, I guess that's what it was. Yeah, we don't know anything once we know something. But it didn't seem yeah. like they were trying to know anything. No, it's just what a fucking my gripe. Anyway, your turn. <laughs> um. Dawn's hair in this episode is so tragic. It's straight, but then a couple of chunks are curled for no reason. And it's just real bad. And especially from the back, there's just like this like stripe of straight hair right down the back, like middle of her head. And it looks like she doesn't know how to use a curling iron. It's the classic hair curtain plus curls look of the day. I mean, that's not... That's not it. Don't let it make me. Oh, God. We won't. I promise, okay? I promise. We won't use magic to fight this thing until we know what we're doing. I can't. I, I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. This, this episode also is not going to win, obviously, for the potentials. But I think it's also not going to win over for me, even though it tried to show, not tell about magic, which I did appreciate. So I appreciated them doing magic and Willow having a freak out and showing us that this is a bad idea. And I was like, okay, good. That was the last we're going to hear about it. And then they have a conversation about it. And I was like, all right, now you've rubbed me the wrong way because the conversation made it sound like I'm overly apologizing, which I don't like that from Willow. That's like season two Willow. Don't like that. Mm-hmm. And then she, it's basically Willow also saying, I'm out for the season, bro. Like I, I, I was the star of season six, but I'm tapping out for this year. Yeah. And I know she probably won't, but I'm like, what is, th- what are we doing here? Like. You can still fight, but it, I don't know. The way she was talking was just like, sorry, I'm worthless. Sorry, I can't do anything. And just Buffy's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> thank you. Listen, and I was like, this is so weird. It was so bizarre. But I did like them showing that she was freaking out on magic. I did appreciate that. But 
I don't like where they're going with. No thanks. I you don't have to do anything. I hated that whole conversation. I hated like the the the, the dialogue itself where she's like with the uh and the uh and the uh. I was like, okay, that's like cute season one, season two, Willow. We're not. We're fucking twenty two years old at this point. I just like I don't know, man. People talk the way they talk. It's fine, but that just seemed really forced. And yeah, her just being like, I can't. I'm done. I can't. What the fuck did you do with this hoarseness? What about the the flowers for the earth? I thought we were past this. And again, you can. Yeah, killed that spider thing out the window or whatever. You've done magic already this year. Magic. You've done magic. <laughs> You've done magics with a K even. The magics. God, yeah. Well, you saw it get out of hand. I mean, fair enough, but you saw it get out of hand. And like, I felt for her. Like, genuinely, I felt for her. She was like, you know, I don't want it to do. Because, I mean, think about it. You know, like an addict will. She was addicted again for a moment. So she's probably pissed mm. and was like, oh, my God, I don't want to do this again. I don't want to hurt people. That was what I felt, which was pure evil. Right. Which is probably what we're implying again. She felt last time, which was a pure evil. So I get it. And I thought it was well done. And she was like crying and shit. Mm. And then we do that goofy little, I don't know, bad stuff. Bad. Yes. The scene in the moment, I think you're right, was was affecting yeah. because um you you would be scared of it just on the face of it, even if you hadn't had that trauma of last year. A, a fucking evil, the evilest entity of all time is inhabiting your body. That's got to be scary. You don't want to do stuff against your will. We just had Spike kill a bunch of people against his will because of this fucking thing. So, yeah, of course you'd be scared of it. But, yeah, the conversation, I just I hated everything about it. Um, okay. So, last week, Daniel, you had asked, was it really that Jonathan didn't have enough blood in his body that the seal didn't open? And the previously on confirmed it. I was like, yeah, that's it. He literally was too small. I'm little. I don't have as much blood as other people. This, like, average-sized human. Too small. Not enough blood. Anyway. That tiny pig would have been enough, though. Yeah, right? I just said whatever. <laughs> that and a pig. You got to bring two, two things to make sure you got enough blood. A Jonathan and a pig. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, I thought it was complete bullshit when Jal said the Hellmouth will have no guardian, talking about the end of the Slayer line. We've already established there are multiple Hellmouths. Uh-huh. I think they even specifically said there's one in Cincinnati. Cleveland. Buffy's never been Cleveland. to Cincinnati. Where? Cleveland. Cleveland. Buffy's yeah. never once been to Cleveland. Nope. Who's protecting that Hellmouth? Didn't even check on it. Not even one time. There's probably apocalypse happening all over the place there. Well, yes, multiple apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Who's dealing with them? Who's dealing? Not Buffy. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this one the hellmouthiest hellmouth for some reason? Because that's where we are. Because <laughs> <laughs> we live in Southern California. Uh, Daniel? Yeah, Kennedy, tough stuff. Um, this can be the Kennedy pile on our. Yes. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so crazy. I mean, just right away. I mean, bold. You got to give Kennedy that. Just like, I will be sleeping not only in your room, but in your bed. Mm-hmm. And then the cut of all cuts, which, again, I got to give them credit for actually be. It was funny. You want to do the sleeping arrangements? Okay. You uh, better not hog the covers. Did she want to eat? What? What she says exactly <laughs> is, she's new. I'm like, what? That was, What? That's not the answer to that question. So that was that was great. That was great, and I do love a good Don fucking up some food. It was good. That was all good. Hmm. Very funny. Yeah, remember we said before this season, let's not us let us not forget Kennedy is fifteen. So while she's initiating this Groskies fest, she Whoa. is fifteen. Everyone. So Willow, 
Keep it in your pants. To victim shame. She doesn't look 15. (laughs) (laughs) You're too young and too pretty a girl to start wearing worry lines on your face. I'm glad that you pointed out quick thinking Xander Mm -hmm. for smashing that thing. And I agree. That is the smartest, quickest reaction that Xander's ever had in his (laughs) entire fucking life. Was like, shit, stop breaking. Smash it. He's never... The simplest thing. He could have done that his entire life. He could have just broke something when something was going on. Never thought to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Never once. It's beautiful. Uh, One of the lines that I thought was cute and sad and funny was when Buffy and Giles were talking, walking to the hole she was going to fall into about how it's almost (laughs) Christmas. And she's like, maybe when we get home, we can decorate the rubble. Because it's like kind of true. Yeah. (laughs) And it will be literally true. Yeah, why I I have a, a, ta- a tack on to that real quick. Why was there no trees at the Christmas tree lot? Yeah, because we established incorrectly that it was December, and there were lights there. Like it wasn't abandoned, vacant. It still looked like it could have been a lot, but there was no trees and no people. I Maybe don't they sold them all. People in sunny sunny Dalians are very Early. Christmas. They love they love aggressive. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Daniel. <laughs> Um, we got to talk about the council. Tonally nuts. This entire episode is cr- wild. They want us to feel something about the council. I laughed so hard when he's just like, it's been obliterated. What about the council? What do they say about this? Gone. <laughs> what? Obliterated. In session and uh, there was an explosion. I, mean, I calmed down a lot, but when I was watching it, I was like, all the records of supernatural life over the course of thousands of years was never once thought to be backed up, nope. put anywhere else, nope. anything. It's all just in this fucking building that they've probably been in for you know hundreds of years, all the way back to fucking Shakespeare and beyond. The Romans were probably here, and they just had it on this spot. They built up a thing. And all I could think was Giles, when he, when he called Willow, a rank, arrogant amateur. And I'm like, yeah, good riddance. These people are fucking stupid. The whole thing is a joke. Let's move on from it. And when she was like, Annabelle, pull out or whatever, I, I, I laughed because I remembered our joke about the, the iMac being indestructible. And I was like, what if she just pulled out that iMac from her little bag instead of those two books or whatever? Because he was like, all that's left are these two books. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I was like, what if she pulled out that fucking hard drive? That would be fucking amazing. But No, of course not. It didn't. No. No, fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, it was really, really bad. And I don't know. Like, it's funny that everybody cared. But, like, the council hasn't been in our lives in years. So I don't know why we care. Adding to the incompetence of the council, one of the first things that Giles says is, we always feared this would happen. Okay. So everyone, everyone, again, this is going back to last week. Everyone knew this was a possibility. (laughs) Fucking everyone knew this was going on right now. And no one's fucking said a word about this. Not one time. To who? To Buffy. To fucking, to Buffy, to anyone that has a potential right now, like, we're They're gathering them or something. <laughs> Every watcher, call, I know you don't have phones, you got to invest in phones. <laughs> call the fucking watchers across the world and say, bro. People are hunting you. It's going down. They're hunting you. <laughs> Back up the records, man. Back them up. I'm sending you eight 
thousand pages over facts right now. I need you to keep them somewhere safe. <laughs> I mean, I would in a hole six inches will do. Just do it. I was kind of losing it when they were at the council and they were like, they've taken out our operatives in Berlin and Melbourne Melbourne. and on and on and on. And I was like, good thing for you guys to all congregate in one easily attackable place. (laughs) Just like, let's all go into one area. (laughs) God. And you think they would have some magic people that they could be doing Zoom calls before Zoom even was a thing. Yeah. They Mm -hmm. could be doing some hologram stuff. Like, are you guys not magical? Give me a chant. Come on. There you go. Horrible. Horrible. You would good riddance. That. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh, I just want to say, I guess Uber vamps can't smell the sunrise. I can like smell Angel sunrise can. lava because <laughs> the Turrican looked completely fucking shocked that the sun was rising. <laughs> God, that shot is so bizarre with the sun behind us. It. Well, so it weird. makes him so. Uh, ethereal in a way that I'm like, yeah, he's the first. Now that you say it, I'm like, yeah. Was this shot on purpose like this? What the fuck? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, So the search. Uh, So I decided to replicate the searches. So there was a lot of searches. I don't want to steal all your thunder for if she was good or bad at her job. Willow, that is. But Willow um, was searching the word first. She was searching the first (laughs) in Google. Mm -hmm. And she's like, my search isn't turning up anything. And it was one of the most pathetic things that she's ever uttered (laughs) in her life. And so then I searched for the first. And now, admittedly, she pulled up and she's like, oh, the first National Bank of Delaware. And I also got the first National Bank as well. I also got the 2018 TV show starring Sean Penn called The First and something called The First TV App, which is, quote, a new network for free speech and big ideas Uh and the new TV home of Bill O'Reilly. Okay, great stuff. Um, And then I searched uh, Original Evil, which. yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say, do you think that's sponsored by the actual first? Hey. Oh, I mean that probably. Yo, um, <laughs> oh, I don't know why it shows up on mine. Who knows? Um, my original search for original evil, and it came up with the documentary, the H. H. Holmes, the guy who killed during the Chicago oh, mm-hmm. World's Fair. Original Evil, you know, is, has 1.9 stars on IMDb. So Ouch. apparently the, the reviews are scathing. <laughs> and then Dawn hilariously takes over because Willow is no longer, even though she can hack into fucking medical record databases, <laughs> she <laughs> cannot search for the first. But Dawn gets a, a softball and she just has to search up the seal of Dandazar, right? Which is surely going to show nothing. Right. And they didn't even say. They didn't even say if she was successful or not. But apparently this is a World of Warcraft ring in the game. Oh, fun. Um, called, yeah, and it's actually a reference to Buffy. So it is, nice. quote, one of the few items with resilience that drops from a raid boss. And they named it after this, although they spelled it differently. They spelled it um, Dathazar. Mm. And then finally, at the end, Buffy searches for evil. She says that she got 900,517 hits. I got 1.64 billion hits. <laughs> so Things the have the gotten worse. Has, uh, yeah, definitely exploded. Um, I also got evil, which is a Paramount Plus TV show. Yep. They also have the Twitter handle at evil. And I was like, how did they get that? Yeah. Somebody surely had that and they probably paid money for it. And um, and then for me, it was just normal dictionary dot com, the Cambridge Dictionary. That's it. I mean, it was just normal stuff. And then she did the manifestations of evil. And that's where it got weird for me, because all of my searches there were like weird PDF documents to like weird, like journals dot sage dot com, like things I've never heard of before. And some of them are EDU. So it's like talking about spirits and like Christianity and stuff. But they're all like academic type papers. But I don't think they're all like academic. So it's very weird, but it's like, you know, talking about like 
spirituality stuff. Yeah. Um, but there's no like big hits for that. So yeah. Anyways, a lot of Google searching on this fucking episode. So yeah. Well, it's not Google. Importantly, it's people, places, things. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought the it was website, just search really, five two. Five two three two G dot you know whatever. Yeah, they put in uh, like a weird IP address and IP address, um, yeah. which you you could get to that that you website could. by typing in the, the exact right. Everyone memorizes the IP address. It's the quickest way to get to a website. <laughs> um, but what you left out importantly mm. was those top three search results that we get to see. So absolutely, what do you got absolutely. on there? <clears throat> Excuse me. I um let me where did I put it? Yep. Evil, evil, evil. If it's evil, it's here. An extensive collection of evil stuff from a variety of evil sources. Devil with the D, without the D. Sorry, devil without the D. So What's good. that the smell? Worst porno. Evil. That takes More up different with words today, yeah. <laughs> it's, That's Kennedy and Willow. Yeah, it's like it's all lesbian. <laughs> Amazing. More fun with words for kids under 12 available here. Oh, great. An exploration of good versus evil. Literary experts sound off on a classic struggle at the third annual symposium on, we'll never know. So there you go. The art department again. I'm so glad they stepped up their game when it comes to the computer stuff because they're like, oh shit, people can read this. <laughs> and it's like a Google search. It's the colors of Google mm-hmm. like at the time, mm-hmm. you know, very early. So. Very fun stuff. Chat rooms too. News forums. God, I wish you would click those. Yeah. What's the database? I mean, so many questions. I love it. I mean, I, I you can go station. <laughs> I feel like I've contributed <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, okay, I think the only last thing that I have to say is I liked uh, Spike and Drusilla when they're talking back and forth, and Spike was like, "She's crazier than you." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. He's fair news. Oh, she kind right. of was like reusing stuff. She's just like, Daddy, whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. which also, I don't remember that. I'm a little weird. I don't think, remember she's saying stuff like that, but yeah. I think she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've been a very bad daddy. Oh, yeah, she would. She would say, she would, but it was more like she was calling him daddy, and I feel like she was always speaking to someone who wasn't there mm. before. You know, that's yeah. more Drusilla's style. Well, it wasn't Drusilla, it was the first. Yep. That's true. Okay, Daniel. The scene with the seal. I don't know if anybody else caught it. That was such a terrible scene. I don't know (laughs) if they fucked up dialogue. I don't know if they... I don't know what happened, but like Xander, he did another fucking weird ADR move. Mm-hmm. I told you, I'm not sure. Maybe you should get sure. I'm sick of all the runaround with you. And then also Dawn, like Dawn's was ADR'd when she walked over to the torture thing that Spike was on. Yeah, that scene was really bad. I like as soon as Xander walked in, it was ADR'd. You killed your best friend. Yeah, you killed your best friend. Was like, <laughs> what is this delivery? It was so bad. And then they're all just like doing the shovel on the thing, and that was bad. And then. I thought it was like uh, CGI fucking dirt. The dirt looked fake. <laughs> Everything about it looked fake. I was so thrown. If I have to like think about that on this show, it hurts. It hurts my brain. Those freaks in the black robes. Yeah, with the hoodies and the crazy alphabet eyes. Horrible banter. Um, there was one. I don't know who these people are again. Uh, one of them died. Marianne. Annabelle. Anna, Annabelle, Annabelle is the one who died. Molly is the Cockney Molly. one. The over the. So t- these are the two. Cockney one. Oh, she's so lit. I love her. So yeah. So it would be Annabelle that says, um, "As long as it's plain, I'm veggie." for uh, mm. pizza and then I guess it's Molly that's like cracked you mean <laughs> in the background oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I mean Jesus and uh, Molly I just I wrote the weird girl Molly is eating a cereal called kids that, that cereal is just called kids <laughs> it's just called 
it sure is. (laughs) 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 And this scene... This scene rivals, for me, the uh, Seal of Danazar scene, just because then fucking Dawn is like, Dawn has a cookie attack coming, and I'm like, I'm my brain, I'm like, am I having an aneurysm? Am I okay? I need to stop. And then Anya is mumbling know, in the background the whole time about a sticky old sponge. Okay, that's what it is. I was like, I couldn't clock it. I only heard the word sponge. I was like, maybe they put it in the script. They didn't. It's not in the script. So I don't know if they were just like, Emma, do whatever you the want. The whole time. Um, and then finally, uh, I don't know if this is finally, but also in the other scene where we get breakfast like the next day, I the guess. The British invasion. I'm going to I'm gonna mess up this milk here, but it is a real milk. And it's um, Bruguer's, B-R-O-G-U-I-E-R-E, Bruguer's Dairy. And so it says, conserve water, drink milk. That was their slogan back then. <laughs> it is a depositable bottle. It's real. So they are out of Montebello, California, which I had to look up because I don't know where that is, but it's East LA. So it's it's just right there. Um, they still use deposit bottles. Their new slogan, at least as far as you can, if you were to buy it in a store, it says, milk so fresh the cow doesn't know it's missing. Very strange. Okay. Don't know what that means. Uh, but they're just all over California. So I thought for a minute it was only going to be at select places and we could like limit it down as to where. But it's in Santa Barbara. Like you can buy this at at um, grocery stores, you know, Albertson stuff like that. Um, nice. So they're kind of all over the place. And if Santa Barbara is kind of what we always thought, there are at least four locations that have this in Santa Barbara. But that was twenty years ago. So I wonder how much distribution has changed. But I thought this might have been fake, but it's absolutely real. It's real so, ass milk. Uh, that was pretty cool. Um, we got um, Rob Schneider jokes as well. I didn't know we were doing that twenty years ago. Um, this was the year that he was in Mr. Deeds, 2002, and uh, but he also was in The Hot Chick. Right. So that's probably what they were probably reacting to the most. Um, last year, 2001, he was in The Animal, which I forgot that existed. Oh, God, right. The year before, he was in Little Nicky. We can never forget that. And the year before, that was Deuce Bigelow. He was all over the place he in this era. Was. God, The Animal. Because uh, what's her name right. that won Survivor or was on Survivor was his co-star yeah. in that. They were like, yeah, she could be an actress. Sure. <laughs> bizarre. <laughs> bizarre world. And then um, and then I was like, oh, what has he done recently? And then I scrolled up and I, and I saw Grandma's Boy, 2006. And I was like, man, when's the last time I thought about Grandma's Boy? When's the last time you watched Grandma's Boy? Weirdly enough, I watched it like three weeks Amazing. ago. I think I watched it when I had oh, COVID. Yeah, because I was like- really? I'm bored, and it got recommended to me because they're like, you're still a 13-year-old boy, right? We've watched what you've been watching this COVID time. Here you go. You want to watch Grandma's Boy, right? I was like, I do want to watch Grandma's Boy. So I think that was like the first thing I might have ever watched with you guys back in the day. So, yeah, I haven't thought about that movie in forever. And then when I clicked on it, I just saw like a screenshot of them sitting on the couch, and I was like, oh, my God, wow. It's all flooding back to me now. And the final thing I have, um, this is great for a visual, this is a visual thing for a podcast, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm going to do it anyway. When we see Annabelle after she's dead, please take note of how she's laying. Her head is clearly on the ground. Her her back is on the ground. Um, One shot next, she is now on her side and totally fine. (laughs) And unless I saw her get kicked or something... Yeah, no. She just moved on her own. Yeah. So, and I expected her to move one more time, but she does maintain this pose uh, the three, two or three more times we see her. So maybe we should have yeah. checked and done some basic, like, first aid to make sure Annabelle's actually dead. Because uh, it seems like there might have been some signs of life when Buffy showed up yeah, on the but scene. You just saw the, just saw the blood. That was enough. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, did it just, like, 
just choke her? Oh, I mean, that was my question immediately. I was like, did he just rip her head off? What just mm-hmm. happened? Why did the necklace so. fall down? And then, oh, nope, she just has some weird scratches on her face. It's inexplicable why the necklace would come off. Unless she's and why it's all bloody. Yeah, why it's bloody, yeah. yeah. Well, Daniel, that's a classic oh. goof that everyone points out. <laughs> I didn't put it on my fun facts because I don't really usually do goofs, but you caught it. You caught that goof, that yeah. gaff. You did. Well, I knew you were going to look it up, and the Rupert Giles Hour on Wikia took it away. Mm. I, I deleted it. I will re-add it back. Thank God. But I wanted to. I wanted this to be a goof in our episode. <laughs> so now you goofed. Boom. That's called a meta goof. The meta goof. You can't run. Can't hide. Can't pretend it's not the end because it is. Yeah. Okay, uh, Daniel. Please update us on the watches. I want to know what you watched. I can do this. Now, I had some computer problems, so I'm going to be doing this on the fly for the most part. I didn't delete out some of them, a few of them. Okay. Uh, Xander Construction Outfit Watch, I'm going to give it a, a big old hearty yes. We got yeah. the belt on, Hell yeah. hammer in hand. This man is actually hitting wood. Uh, not to <laughs> no a nails. Job of covering. <laughs> no wood. Yeah, no nails. And also that piece of wood that he's about to hammer, I assume, a hammer onto the wood. It's not big enough for anything. You're going to need was. multiples of that. <laughs> you could have actually just compressed those two pieces to like, you know, line up. So there wasn't a gap? Huge gap yeah, uh-huh. in the middle. Yep, yeah. But close enough. So I'm going to give him a close enough. <laughs> maroon jacket watch, Anya slash Anya belt alert. No maroon jacket because it's a lie. But the belt, we could actually see Anya's midriff when she got tossed away um, from the first. And she was not wearing any belt. Mm-hmm. It's a red herring, guys. Damn. She wore a belt one time. And it was 10 sizes too big, and she'll never wear a belt again <laughs> Apparently. to make up for that. Dawn's piercing screams. Again, I might be wrong on this one. I said no. no. I don't think that she did scream. I don't think that anything happened. <laughs> so uh, that's a no. Chips Ahoy, I think I got to give it a no. Yeah. I don't know if we really talk about the chip at all. Mm-hmm. I, we might have resolved the chip, in fact, by literally asking, does it not work anymore? And we kind of covered it. So <laughs> uh, the little is bad. Now, I'm going to be controversial here and say, no, because I don't want to count this goblin vampire as a vampire. So I'm, I'm just going to say no, because we're not dealing with our vampire. I agree. I don't think right? that's it. We didn't fight any vampire. As Giles said, it's an ancient, completely different race. That's right. Ancient. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. Buffy has a personality. I said yes. Um, she's so busy that she forgot it was December, although it could also <laughs> be November. And you could be right. And she could be wrong. You see, so. She but either way, she forgot. what's up or down. Totally. She um, so she's busy. You know, she's a busy she's a busy woman. Uh, She's the owner of Kid Cereal. She also has Superbrand as a cereal. Um, Also, Real Biscuits, as Molly shouts out. So she's she's got the food stuff. We got to say she drinks that um, Rogier's dairy. So obviously she's pretty bougie. It seems quite expensive. So that's that she likes to support local. Come on. Maybe it's local. I, who knows? I mean, we don't know anything about this. Um, she is the owner of a business suit, though. Now, that business suit with the zippers on it, you talked about that in your yeah. your plot station. Incredible stuff. Um, she also has narcolepsy, which is pretty cool, and just falls asleep while she's um, you know talking to students. Um, and then she also understands how heavy machinery works in a way, like how it's placed and what levels of pressure need to be applied in order to get things to work. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of know-how at the oil refinery to just hit levers. Yeah, and and know that that's going to be the one thing that that collapses. That That brings it down. Although, again, when he emerged from that, I got to say, that was was good stuff. You know, usually she kills him with that shit, but this thing is uh, built different. Uh, De Hoffman Watch, no, he's not in the show anymore. It's over. Most Valuable Weapon, 
Sunnydale cell phones. I don't think there was a cell phone. So that's a big no for me as well. Yeah. Um, Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. This is the one maybe I wanted to rethink about, but I don't think anybody does magic in this show. Other than Willow, yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the council should have done magic, but I don't think that anything like that has happened. There are too many damn kids in the Summer's house. You better fucking believe there are. <laughs> There's too many. We lost one. So that's good, but I feel like more more are coming. No! And I know Faith at least is coming, so we're about to just make up Annabelle with Faith, and that's not good enough. So bad. That's bad. By the way, is Willow okay? No. She's not okay. I felt so bad that she, you know, is still afraid of magic, addicted like addicts are, you know, that kind of stuff. So she is still reeling. I feel for her. But, you know, fucking, you know, Kennedy is here to also fuck shit up, like... Things are things are going poorly. Let's just see. Yeah, that. when she was crying in Buffy's um, lap, I was like, I miss Tara. <laughs> this is so yeah. sad. It was bad. I wish that they kind of kept that tone throughout this episode instead of doing what they did to her. Very dirty. Um, Books a million. I said, yeah, they're researching right out the get, mm. right away. Yep. Opening shot. We get the Watcher's Codex yep. like referenced in dialogue. We hardly get dialogue of books straight up and we get that and then we also get the secrets of the watchers two books mentioned in this stupid show it's incredible (laughs) i love it um and then giles like he took two fucking books on his burglary run like that's it really in a dossier like that's all you decided to take that seems like a lot of effort to break into this place and take almost nothing take almost nothing i don't whatever streets ahead yeah there's an industrial plan outside of somebody's home and they just found it yesterday they're like hey what's this i guess this is the next set piece for whatever the hell this town does um and then giles biggest ko yeah of course um he got fucking spoiled in the credits you always hate to see that um again everything has changed so i was writing this live and now i know that he's the first so i said you know he was waiting outside all morning for them to come to him so he didn't have to ring the doorbell and look like a chump now i know better i I, this one is true he is not cool enough uh to be accused of blowing up the council like when anya gave him that compliment he did not deserve that and you blew the council up see this is what happens when you're all stuffy and repressed you overreact not i didn't I don't think Giles is cool enough to blow up the council. Nah. But it's a that would be a cool look, I gotta say. And he was like, no, 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 I didn't do it. I would say, maybe I did it, maybe I didn't. <laughs> that's that's for me to know. Um, he was told to stay by the cave, and he didn't help Buffy up, and now it's like, ugh. But he does have a really cool coat, but now I think it's the first who has a cool coat and not him. And the first also probably has the maroon jacket that I've been waiting for this whole time. <laughs> But we'll never see it. The first was the answer to all of your your ills. Did, we never knew. It really was. Like, even the coat. The coat is just from another character. And the first is like, I really like that coat. I'm going to put it on this Giles character. <laughs> and no one's going to question it. Because if they knew, they would be like, dude, Giles, you look too good. And that would give it away immediately. But nope, nobody cared. Absolutely. Nobody knew. Absolutely. Oh, man. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. I feel thoroughly updated. Um, I was going to make a comment about something, but it doesn't matter doesn't matter can't remember gotta move on gotta move on gotta keep it going because it's time to rank the sucker are you ready I'm are so ready. you ready okay great hell yeah willow hacks we talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes uh lots of research as you just pointed out and a locator spell uh, i mean willow does a terrible job researching as you also pointed out super serious dunk that i didn't really clock i'm so glad that you made a, a mention of it because yeah willow the hackeress the net gal can't do a fucking search without being an idiot. <laughs> That's the really, first. really embarrassing. Really? Um, yeah. 
we do get a reuse of the CG first monster, which you got a picture of. I cannot believe they brought that animation back. I was like, I don't know if this is a positive or negative for the show. <laughs> but <laughs> really? It did happen. I, I just couldn't wow. couldn't believe they did it. Because like is that they paid for it. I mean they might as 30 bucks. <laughs> they're gonna use it. I just so like is that what the first really quote unquote looks like? Oh, fucking embarrassing, shit. man. Anyway, I gave it a six. I don't even remember what the category is about anymore. Dawn needs an adult. Uh barely in the episode again, as she this is season seven, Dawn's not in it. Um but she does research and she stays out of trouble, though she does burn mac and cheese, which is kind of hard. I mean, I, I, I guess insane. I need to just walk throw away. some hot sauce on. Oh, yeah. Well, she was. She was cr- trying to be clever, but I guess you could just walk away from it. That would be how you burn it, right? You just don't pay attention. You just put the fucking pot on the stove, you walk away. Classic Willow breakfast style. Uh, six for Don. Monster of the Week. I guess it's the Turok Khan. And you got to give it to a man. He kills a potential and he fucks Buffy up for realsies without breaking a sweat. Um, as I mentioned, he's a little on the shrimpy side, but, you know, that's not his fault. It does just kind of take away the Terminator vibe. You know, like he's this unrelenting force, yeah. but he's like, you know, five feet tall. Uh, and I really liked Buffy spitting blood in his face. That was yeah. fucking rad. That, that excellent. was really cool. And he liked it, too, which is great. Though. Oh, good. I'm glad you have her basically corpsey body on the screen. That whole scene was so weird because they, they walked up to her and they were just like, oh, no. Oh, God. Like. Go to her. Check on her. You guys, what are you fucking doing? Buffy looks like she's dead. No one gives a shit that Buffy might be dead. I just like, what is fucking happening? Oh, my God. Anyway, Monster of the Week. Well, Giles gets a pass. Giles Giles gets a pass. Xander and Willow absolutely don't. What the hell? Xander just did one competent thing this episode. He smashed a thing. Pick Buffy up. Okay. (laughs) She's already died twice. I mean, we just, they're like, whatever. Again? Come on. This might be the end. Jesus Christ. Uh, instead of our new no one woman should have all that power, I took this opportunity to bring back Giles Level of Giles slash the very last Joyce is a Terrible Mom. Now, even though it was in a dream state, I still count it because that, I got to say, was my favorite part of this entire episode was the Joyce scenes. I thought they were great. They had very like restless vibes. It did really feel like a dream, like it was right, but not quite right. I especially liked uh, the bathroom scene because it starts at school, right? Buffy's <laughs> unzipping her oh, yeah. her sleeve at school, and then it transitions into being their bathroom at their right. house, which is like I so know. cool. Anyway, Giles stole from the council, which is un-Giles. I mean, Ripper, fair enough, but I feel like that's out of character for Giles. He doesn't hug anyone or clean his glasses, and he reminds us that he was totally missing in action during amends, and he absolutely is unconcerned that Buffy might have life-threatening in- injuries. Not great. Terrible. Giles is doing a terrible Giles job in this episode, but fictional Joyce was a goddamn delight. As only a dream could make her. So I gave it a three. Their combined powers, mostly on the strength of fake Joyce, gets a three. <laughs> Voice. <laughs> Voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's the last time. For real. No more Joyce ever again. Weird. Anyway, relationship goodness or badness. No real struggles or strife here other than Giles being a weirdo and me hating Kennedy. And Molly. And Annabelle. So six for relationship goodness or badness. Episode specific. Okay or better. It's like my guarantee. That line just tickled me so much for some reason. <laughs> Six out of ten. 34 total for the episode. Nine out of ten for the season above. Sleeper and below beneath you. This one was a stinker for me. Stacia, where did you put it? Uh, I think you're going to be surprised because I said I liked this episode, but it's last of the season for me. Yeah, I am surprised because you're a liar, turns out. 
Now I'm a liar. I can like the episode and rank it low. Fair enough. Uh, so where is it exactly? I put it at 109 out of 132. Damn. Yeah. I don't know. I I was just like, I feel like I'm just shoving everything in the middle because I'm having stress about about my list. And then I scrolled down and I was like, you know what? There's a lot of hate on the early seasons and the low numbers and I got to fix that. <laughs> so that's why I did what I did because originally it was going to be much higher. Um, anyways, it's below Never Kill a Boy on the First Date and Enemies and above A New Man and Where the Wild Things Are. Damn. I like A New oh, Man. Oh, yeah, Where the Wild Things Are. But where the wild things are. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. And now we're 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 well below. Dark Age. Yeah. yeah. That's like uh-huh. sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Dark Age is sixty-one. Okay. And uh, can you tell me the short plot? Uh, it's not very good. It's just Buffy fights the Uber Vamp slash loses introduction of three potentials. Spike is tortured by first Drusilla. I'm surprised you didn't specifically call it Kennedy. Kennedy's here. Why would I do that? Because I want to know. <laughs> I think I'll remember. Thank you, Daniel. Where did you rank this episode? Yeah, I mean, we we a fun conversation, just like last week, a good one to talk about and make fun of. And, you know, they did a good enough job. 122 out of 137. Um, I can't go any lower. That is the lowest remaining number I have left. Damn. So I'm really banking that these double up episodes that we're doing are, that's it. We're but all- the stakes are so much higher for a ranking now because you're so locked in. You have mm-hmm. so little wiggle room. I have four and five left. I don't know what could possibly happen. So, and ten. I mean, I've really messed up. Because <laughs> at this point, it, but this happens every year too, where you, you're mentally, you're like, wow, this show will never get better. But it will. It will. It will, we hope. Ashanti's coming. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Never forget. Something Ashanti. She'll be here. First date. Get ready. Okay. Well, uh, that is Bring on the Night in the books. All done. Unless, Stacia, do you have anything else to say about Bring on the Night? I don't. Damn. Do you have anything else to say about Bring on the Night? No, I think we've exhausted it. Oh, I just remembered. No, just kidding. This episode sucked. Oh, wow. uh, oh, wow. Stacia? <laughs> uh, <laughs> dear listener, please join us next time for Showtime. But until then, Stacia, please say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, please say goodbye. No, you got tricked by a fake podcast. Real ghosts. Real fake ghosts. Real ghosts Real caught on ghosts. whatever. Real fake. Real goes caught on tape. You got. You got to play. You got to play something from that. Big problems. I Big problems. That's the one. Oh my god. No. I'm sorry. Just. Okay. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Shout out to Chris Perrin. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> Are you worried about the sun going down? Because there's some things you can't control. The the sun always goes down. The sun always comes up. It's a shame. Buffy, no matter what your friends expect of you, evil is a part of us. All of us. It's natural. And no one can stop that. No one can stop nature, not even... What makes you think you will ever be any good at all in this world? She does. Because she believes in me. It's all
I'm little. I don't have as much blood as other people. 